Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what is up, everyone? This is Tossing Clubs. My name is Frank. I'm with Zach and Aaron. And guys, it is, how do you say it? Raining cats and dogs right now. It, In fact, it's raining so hard that my dog, his schedule is totally off the rails. And I am nervous that he needs to go to the bathroom at any minute during this recording. I'm from Seattle, and I haven't seen rain like this. It's so heavy. And it's just like a consistent downpour. Like you'll walk outside for 10 seconds and you're just drenched. And I feel like up in Seattle, you get like a lot of rain, but it's all pretty light. And here it's just, this is madness. Like, I don't know how the golf courses are going to survive. Maybe is it just us in San Francisco? Actually, this is interesting. Yeah, because in Oakland across the bay, I it's not raining right now. Oh, it's like. Oh, like no. it hasn't even been really dumping, oh, it's dumping over here. Maybe it's just San Francisco. I was on the highway today and there's just Maybe. puddles all over the highway. It's just sketchy. It's pretty wet. It's been raining, but it hasn't been like a heavy, like a weird rain like you're describing. Dang. Well, let us know when this podcast ends. <laughs> if the yeah, weather maybe, has yeah. moved over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're probably going to see it soon. <laughs> yeah, no, but this uh, is terrible news for all the golf courses. You know, we talk about how California is a state where you can play golf year round well that used to be the case but in the past couple of years it's been just mud out there and it looks like this storm you know it's at the very northernmost points it's at eureka and it extends all the way down to los angeles actually so uh it's basically all of california gonna get a lot of rain yeah really testing the drainage systems we all have out here yeah no one told me the Bay Area golf course drainage system is shit. <laughs> I mean, going out to... We're just not used to rain. Oh, I know. Yeah, that too. But like Aaron, you and I played Crystal Springs over the weekend. And they gave us a free round of golf because it was so bad. Like there were... There was one hole. It was like, what, hole 11? Where you asked me, is that a new lake that they put in? Yeah. <laughs> it was literally just like a huge body of water that was created by uh, water not being able to drain which was nuts uh but yeah i mean some of these courses are getting beat up yeah i've seen a couple other posts of like other courses where they're like this creek like didn't used to be here there's just like a stream running across the fairway i've had terrible experiences with some of the courses during the summer regarding drainage so i can't imagine what they're going to be like after this uh but it makes me wonder There's actually a professional tournament going on this weekend, and I'm going to switch up the agenda a little bit. We're going to talk about the gin. We could move that towards the end of the episode, but the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is happening this weekend in the midst of a storm. Um, Like You got to think, Pebble Beach right, and Spanish Bay, they got to have some elite drainage or else... Like it's not, it's gonna, it's not gonna show up well. Yeah, I think it's Pebble and Spyglass, if I'm not mistaken. But Spyglass, dude, I'm dyslexic <laughs> with this. It's because we gotta take you out there so you can experience them. Um, but yeah, the I mean, seeing 
like some of the players out there today, it sounded like there was like 55 mile an hour winds or something. And they're hitting some like Tony Finau hit a driver Whoa. on seven and landed it like like close to the green. Yeah. So kind of insane. Well, I hope these conditions persist all the way throughout the weekend because that you know, we're wow, this is so crazy. We're also going to be talking about a lull, how right now there's like a lull in the golf schedule. What would make people be more excited about golf? Well, yeah, let's turn up the wind factor so that people are hitting drivers on a hundred yard part threes. That would be fun. And all the celebrities would have to do it too. You got Josh Allen out there and Tom Brady who, I mean, they're good, but there's probably plenty of hacks in that tournament because of all the celebrities that play in it and just having to watch them deal with these conditions. I mean, I feel like some of those guys are going to shoot like 125 out there. Yeah, that'd be gnarly. I'm actually, I hope it lets up on Friday because I'm actually going to be out there with some friends to check it out. But I mean, I'm going to have my rain gear with me. I'll be prepared. Are you going to go to Pebble Beach and Spyglass or are you, uh, did you pick one? Yeah, not really sure like how the, I don't know if there's any like transportation or how it's working, but um, we're definitely going to be at Pebble and we'll see if we can hop over to Spy, like kind of play it by ear. But I've I've already looked. Rory on Friday is gonna be at Pebble, so as long as we're at Pebble, I'm good. Oh yeah, that is nice. Like that tournament this year is now one of the uh, like no cut special events. So like all the big names that are still left on the PGA Tour should be out there. Yeah. Like yeah, Scotty Scheffler, Rory, Justin Thomas, Spieth. That's cool. Yeah, I think they changed the name to Signature Events now. I. I don't know when that happened, but I was looking it up and used to be elevated events. Now it's signature events, rebranding it already. Have you seen Rory in person? No. That'll be cool. I was trying to think. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Like I remember, you know, watching Tiger in person back in the day was like kind of the equivalent of like going to see like LeBron James or like Michael Jordan. Like I was looking at Warriors tickets this week and all the tickets are like pretty cheap. They're not cheap, but like they're under a hundred bucks. And then the one game they play against the Lakers, everything's like $225. And like, is there a golfer for you? Maybe it's for, like Rory for you, Aaron, but that like you go, need to go see live right now. Yeah, for me, it's definitely Rory. Yeah. Like I've somehow because I've never been like a huge golf, a pro golf like watcher, I guess. Like I, I never like watched a lot of golf on TV, so I actually haven't been to a men's pro tournament ever oh nice so it'll be my first chance to see like everyone um but yeah i'm definitely most excited for rory that's yeah, awesome sweet. uh it's gonna be interesting Terrell haddon is there he's gonna go live uh i wonder like when that transition is gonna actually happen nick dunlap the amateur that won a couple of weeks ago he's gonna be there that's pretty cool uh I didn't know that there were so many QBs in this pro-am. I knew that Aaron Rodgers won last year. Uh, I knew that Josh Allen played, but I didn't know TB12 is going to play. Um, it makes sense. But Steve Young's going to be out there, and I think Alex Smith is playing a couple former Niners. Wow. Um, Aaron, are there any celebrities that you're trying to get at? Uh, man, probably those, probably any of the QBs. Cause I want to see like, you know, they have the match and like everyone wants to see them on a golf course, but I've always like, from what I've seen, they actually, they like kind of suck rel- relative to pros anyway. So I want to see like, is the hype real? Like 
how far can Josh Allen really hit the ball? Yeah. With his li- like over the top slice swing. I was, let me know if he is as big as they advertise as he is on TV, like 6'5", 250 or something like that. Because, uh, I mean, it's sort of hard to understand how big like a pro athlete is until he stands right in front of you, I'd imagine. Yeah. And like without pads, like how big is he going to seem? And how small rory is gonna be like i think he's very short and like not a huge like he's probably yeah he's really he's pretty strong but i think think he's he's my height i feel like you're i feel like you're taller than oh he's your he's like five (laughs) nine i thought you're taller than i felt like he was even shorter than that but i don't know we'll see could be yeah he's definitely around there I'll, okay. I'll stand so, next Aaron, to him and be like, oh. do, do, you're going to take a photo <laughs> yeah. with him so we can compare, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, sort of a tangent, but the other day I actually saw Draymond Green while walking my dog and I asked him to take a photo and he said, yeah, so we took a photo together. I said this to my friends and I told them the story of how like I approached him and they gave me hella shit for it because they're like, dude, uh, this, this is what happened. I was walking my dog, saw this guy, very tall, very lanky, walking a small like poodle. Uh, and I'm like, dude, this could be like an athlete because he like was dressed pretty well too. And then I was following him because he was actually on the route that I was taking my dog to, you know, go potty, right? Like I take my dog potty on this route every time and he just so happened to be there. So I walked past him. I took a second look. And I'm like, that's definitely Draymond. But I didn't want to bother him because he was picking up his dog's poop, which uh, at the time makes you realize like everyone looks so dumb picking up their dog's poop, you know, just squatting down, um, especially if you're like six nine, uh, and the dog is like a seriously like a mini poodle. It's so funny. Uh, so I was picking up my dog's poop like ahead of him, and he walks by, and I'm like, "Hey, are you Draymond Green?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, oh, wow, can I get a photo with you? He's like, sure. He's like, what, what you know, how's your dog? What's his name? I'm just like, Rio, he's one and a half years old. And I haven't even tied up my poop bag, right? <laughs> but I'm like, dude, I just want to like get out of his hair right now. So I pull out. I'm like, oh, what's your dog's name? How old is he? It's actually a girl, but it's, you know, her name's Ginger. And his dog kept barking at Rio. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is like the most Draymond thing ever. He's like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And to the dog. And I snap a photo and then I'm like, thanks. He gives me a fist bump. Um, But yeah, my friends gave me shit for that because they're like, are you, why did you say, are you Draymond Green? Of course he's Draymond Green. Who else is like (laughs) 6'9 looks like that? Uh, Dude, I don't know. But I'm just thinking because you're going to be like next to a lot of celebrities and pro athletes. Yeah, and I, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I mean, that reminds me of the most recent encounter I had with a Warriors player was uh, probably, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. But it was Festa Zazili, if you remember him, the center. <laughs> yeah. And it was like he had been on the Warriors long enough where like I knew who he was like at first sight. I saw him in the detergent aisle at Target in Emeryville. And um, I like... I was even worse than you. I just like got what I needed and like left. Like I didn't even ask him to take a picture. I was like too scared to like, I, I don't know why. I was just like, oh my God, like it's a celebrity. Like I watch him on TV. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to act 
like act cool and I just didn't <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> and my friends also gave me shit because they were like, you could have just said like, hey, can you reach that thing from like the top shelf for me or like whatever and start a conversation. I don't know. I just like. Yeah. Jeez. It's, it's so easy for them to be like, oh, I would do this in the moment, but you never know how you feel until you're actually there, man. And so I see a lot of times these pro golfers, right? They walk between holes you could give them a high five you could say stuff to them uh and i don't take you as a guy who like you know it's like yo rory like you can do it <laughs> or you know <laughs> give words like a encouragement but if you had a chance to take a photo with him or say anything to him what would you say i'd be <laughs> man he's like my age so I, it would be weird to be like you're my hero i like i like looked up to you as a beginner golfer but i mean i probably just be like i'm a huge fan and i just you know i i'm gonna talk about you on the golf podcast (laughs) (laughs) let me know about ties and clubs i love it um yeah the whole weekend looks like there's gonna be a rain um talk i want to talk a little bit about like what you guys think about the scoring conditions because uh there's a bet that i want to hammer in but i want to get the opinions of other pro uh <laughs> you know very focused golfers do you think that Hideki and Ricky Fowler will shoot under 71 and a half tomorrow at Spyglass that's literally one under par right hmm yeah do you know what the weather is supposed to be like tomorrow it looks like it's gonna rain a little bit but it's gonna clear up with a little bit of wind I'm thinking this is a lock because it's gonna be so like wet. It's gonna be lift under. clean in place. Yeah, yeah under. Yeah, right? I was gonna it, say it's that. lift clean in place. How can it not be lift clean in place? I don't, are they morning wave or afternoon wave? They're morning wave. Yeah, you need both of them to hit for your bet to hit. Yeah, price picks. Yeah, price picks is. You have to pick two yeah, two golfers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do like Patrick Mahomes. Or I'm saying, like, is that how price picks works? You always have to do parlays. Yeah, it sucks. Oh. Oh, I didn't even know that. Damn. All right. I mean, yeah, I think it's a decent bet. Like, <laughs> it's a decent bet. The course, I, like, I don't feel like the course is going to be set up. In, well, actually, I don't know. Is it going to be set up insanely hard if all these, like, celebrities and stuff are also playing it? Like, are they, do they still tuck all the pins behind bunkers and everything? And, like, it's also, like, a signature event, too. So it's like, it should be a decent challenge. But I, I actually have no idea how they would set it up for, uh, this event but all that to say yeah a couple guys shoot one under par yeah why not i'm just looking at the last tournament they both played in hideki t13 uh solid eight under overall ricky missed the cut okay not yeah not great maybe it's not great conditions for them but uh, let me ask you guys what do you think about this format having this pro-am at this prestigious location like pebble beach can you imagine if people said you know what would be a good idea? Let's have celebrities play at Augusta and we'll make it a pro-am, right? I feel like that devalues the, I don't know, the aura of a place like Pebble and of Spyglass. I, in my head, Pebble's kind of like a resorty nice course, like Pebble Beach Resort. So it kind of, for me, it kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like people with money, celebrities, playing at a nice resort course like you know and it's a 
public course, you know, it would, I guess with Augusta, it's a private course. I think it'd be weird to have like a pro-am there, but I think, I mean, for me at Pebble, it makes sense in my head. I think it definitely hurt the tournament over the years because like so many of the, the pros didn't want to show up because they didn't want to deal with the circus kind of like of that tournament and playing with all these, you know, players that, you know, may not have the best, I don't know, etiquette or they're like doing stuff with the fans. It's like slower. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel like for a long time it was kind of devaluing such a great course because top tier golfers didn't really want to show up. Um, like I feel like Tiger stopped playing in that pro-am after a while uh and like now I, I think a big part of what the pj tour did was like turn it into a signature event to force some of those big time players to show up and be there and hopefully that helps the tournament out um because yeah it is it's weird that yeah one of the top courses in the world it should be a, a top tier event like all the time yeah it- and the the u.s opens are when they're there but this event is kind of has been whatever I feel like in the last 10 years or so. Yeah, I was going to say Rory definitely did not play this event, I feel like ever until, you know, this year where, you know, I'm seeing not only Rory, but, you know, Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. I mean, Jordan Speed played it uh, before, but, you know, he's going to be there. So uh, my guy Hideki is going to be there. So it's, you know, that's sick. Uh, but I feel like this event, though, it is a nice change of pace. I do appreciate that because it's a signature event, you see all of the big names and you get to see celebrities. So you're sort of force-fed entertainment. And when we talk about lulls in the golf season, like I feel, all right, I'll watch the century. And then between the century and the masters, uh, I mean, is the players, right? Like there's also the players around that time. But other than that, I mean, I guess this week. You got the, you got the, uh, the big tournament next week out in Scottsdale. That's a nice one. I feel like that's kind of entertaining, the the waste management. Yeah, I think it's entertaining for a different reason, personally. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Are you guys going to that? By the way, I'm not. I will be. Yeah, I'll be going. You are oh, okay. Saturday, and I'm coming back Sunday to watch the Super Bowl. Nice. Can't wait to hear about Dude, that. I'm so stoked. Yeah, that's sweet. Do you have a strategy yet for like how you're gonna do it? Are you gonna walk around the full course? Or are you gonna? go hang out at that part three for oh while. man i have not thought about it but you know i'm going with my wife so i have to see what she wants to do she'll probably just want to like drink and hang out to tbh um but i i want to see the whole course i definitely am going to be there only for one day so you know i i don't think i'm going to be following anyone but i anticipate i'll be one of those people who will be there early and you know, maybe get a dinner reservation somewhere and so leave by like four or five. Solid. Yeah. Um, but I mean, along with the theme of the golf lull, I mean, do you guys agree now? Golf is dying a little bit. I feel like no one's hyped as much for golf anymore. Yeah, I feel like I've been hearing more of that. I don't know if I declare golf dying. Uh, and like we have... The Netflix Full Swing Season 2 coming out in March. I feel like that will bring some more excitement and passion around it back uh, to the game. Um, but yeah, like I've been wondering if it's been it's if it's just seasonal. Like, is it the winter because people aren't playing? Most of the tournaments are kind of boring. Like, we need the Masters to come and then people get back into it. Or if there is just a lack of interest because maybe the product isn't as 
exciting as it used to be. I don't know. I feel like last year when the West Coast swing was happening, I was a lot more engaged. And this year, for some reason, maybe it's because a lot of big names have left or because the TV product just hasn't been super interesting. I'm, I'm not really paying attention. But like, I don't know. Are you guys watching these tournaments week to week? I have not been. I I think something about... I mean, it's not even anything concrete, but something about like just the fact that pro golf is so diluted right now is I'm just like not as excited. And then like looking at the leaderboards, you know, after Thursday, Friday, it's like, well, oh, there's no one I really want to watch. So I'm just going to keep watching. And it's still football season. So I'm still watching football. That's like, you know, there's other stuff going on. So I haven't really prioritized it. And there's just not enough to really pull me in. If you look at all the winners this year, they're all no names. I mean, the Dunlap story was cool for sure because he's an amateur. But like, who the hell is the guy who won last week? I was just going to say, man, this Farmer's Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, which we definitely still got to play. Uh, I'm like more and more down and play this course. But that leaderboard was tragic no one you knew was up there except for Tony Fino, which was ended up being like T6, right? But like going to Sunday, like no one knew any of the names. And that was the consensus on social media, which is a bummer because you probably would have John Rahm dominating that tournament like he does every year if he stayed on the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's kind of just like a corn fairy tour. <laughs> kind of feels like it a little bit. I mean, it's it's nice that all these guys are getting new opportunities and there's more spots. And but yeah, I also just feel like people want to see stars play. Yeah, and like yeah, John Rom leaving that sucks. What do you guys feel about like the amateur scene? Do you feel like it's dying on that end? I mean, in terms of like, I guess my golf experience, I I feel like a lot of casuals are like doing other things, you know, <laughs> like changing it up. Yeah, but I mean, among like act like golfing, uh, you know, golfing circles, like my friends that I am friends with be- because of golf, I don't know much else about their lives. <laughs> um, we're still all <laughs> golfing. I've I've kind of taken a break, like with the weather. You know, it's just like it's so cold and rainy right now. Like, eh, I'm not like thrilled to go out there and and like slosh around um get my new foot joys dirty you know um but i'm definitely like for me it's like the same i mean i used to play golf when i had no one to play with and i'd go out by myself and i'd still do the same thing i i think it's just the weather is kind of forcing me in right now that's interesting i used to play solo but now i feel like i don't do that anymore and it's more of a social thing for me now uh i don't know why i mean i might be one of those casuals but uh, maybe it's like like everything it's cyclical like you get into these phases where you're really into it and then you burn out a little bit and then you do something else um, i you know with the new driver i do want to get out there again and play soon but you know other than that it feels like i need to buy new equipment to get me out there and really want to commit to a tea time i feel like it's got to be seasonal i mean obviously like no one's going out and playing in a downpour but I feel like a lot of the like summer, I was super into golf because we had these trips planned. Like we, you know, we'd go out to Oregon or we'd go out to play Chambers Bay. And like I wanted to play well at these big time courses. 
And so I'd play a lot leading up to those, those courses and those events. Like we had the tossing clubs classic at the end of the year, like definitely getting a bunch of rounds in before that. So I think it's, I think it'll pick up. I think once it's sunny every weekend, we had, w- yeah. Weeko every, oh yeah. Weeko pa. So give it, give it a month. And I feel like, uh, give it a month or two for all the courses to, to drain. <laughs> and then, uh, I think it'll pick back up. Yeah, that's probably it. That's a good point because myself and a bunch of my friends, like we don't really run that much unless we're training for a race. And that's the whole reason why I started to get into running. Besides, I mean, we talked about stream song, but it's sort of like a pie in the sky, far in the future type of deal type, you know, thing right now. So maybe I don't have that motivation uh, to get better but it's sort of interesting because before i felt like intrinsically i thought man i really want to play better i really want to you know get these goals done uh but i think it's maybe it's because of how getting better at golf it's not a straight upward trend type of deal it feels like sometimes you go up sometimes you go down uh so it's definitely for the casuals i think we have a friend actually that got into golf and he said, he, you know, he took a few lessons. He was really into it. But then he's taking a break like everyone else is right now. And he says he has no intention of going back because if he goes back, he's just going to be shanking and topping the ball all the time. And it's not fun. And I agree. I mean, that's not fun to spend 80 bucks and do that for four hours. I think for like you personally, like you got into golf in 2020, right? And you've pretty much been like all about golf from then till now. And I think it's natural. Like you said, it's cyclical. It's natural to have like ups and downs. Like I've been playing for 10 years now or whatever it is. And there's been, there's been times like I want to say up to like a year at a time where I've just like left the clubs at home and just been like, "I, I just need a break, like, you know, do other things. And then I come back to it and like re fall in love with it. So I, I think that's natural for anything. Yeah, breaks are good. It make it reminds you like how fun it actually was being out on the golf course. I mean, I took like a five to six year break away from golf. Like golf was my entire life in high school. I was so obsessed with it. And then I went to college and I was like, oh, college is kind of fun. There's other stuff to do here. And then when I moved into the city and started working, it was like I didn't have any friends that played. So I didn't play and then got the golf bug again. And like now I'm really glad I played growing up, but yeah, I feel like everyone just goes through those stages. So right now with your relationship with golf, do you feel like you are the most into it that you have ever been right now? Uh, I mean, we do have a golf podcast that we do every week. So like there's definitely a high level of interest. It, I mean, high school golf for me was an everyday thing and it's definitely not an everyday thing now just because like lifestyle, you know, being an adult working, like you just don't have time to play every day. So I played a lot more golf when I was younger. I do think I'm probably more interested. I follow more aspects of the game today, for sure. And I do like a lot more golf trips, which is like a huge part of why I golf. And I have a ton of fun, like checking out new courses and and traveling to do it. For me, I think I'm at, I'm like at a high again because of the podcast i'm at a high in terms of like paying attention and just involvement but in terms of my game i've actually only played three rounds since like the beginning of november or something so i'm 
you know, three rounds in three months. I'm definitely in like a little winter hibernation mode, but like I'm still practicing a lot. Like I'm going to the range all the time. So I, I'm, I'm going to like be ready when the weather gets better to get back out there and hit it hard. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm at kind of a, I'm at like a low, but like it's turning, you know, trending. Yeah. Up. We need to book this stream song trip. Just so it's submitted on stream song. It's actually like pretty interesting. I was looking into it and their pricing is based off of what time of year it is, which is like, I guess, pretty standard at a lot of places that have um, like pretty intense weather. And so like their summer season is the cheapest. Uh, It's like you go in like June and July and it's like a lot cheaper because it's blazing hot and uncomfortable, kind of like how we went out to Scottsdale and it was just like brutal. Then they have like fringe seasons, which are kind of like May or September, which only last like a month and a half or so. And that price is a little bit more expensive, but cheaper than their most expensive one. So it's like a, a mid-range price, which is like pretty nice. Um, and then obviously like right now, weather's like, I guess, decent. Uh, it's it's a little cooler over there and prices are pretty high. Um, so all that to say, like if we wanted to go in May or September, uh, if we do the early one, we kind of got to get going on it like immediately. If we want to push it to the second half of the year, then we have more time. But there's definitely like, we could get this trip on the books like soon for sure. Yeah, I think I need, Ooh. I can't be motivated by a golf round that is at the end of the year. There's like no shot of me being like, oh man, I got 10 months, I need to dally it in, no shot. We got to do it first half. Okay, yeah. I agree. Or just like, you know, fit in a quick Tory trip because that's easy. Get down there in like March or April, get a tournament on the books. Like and we know we have our classic at the end of the year, but there's been some talks about, you know, getting another tournament on the books for the first half. That will probably get people jazzed to, yeah. to get back into the game. So, yeah, a lot yeah, of maybe options. We just here. need to like catalyze the the golf scene a little bit. Our local scene. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Speaking of golf rounds. Uh, the gin has the annual rewind it's sort of like to me, at least the Spotify rap where it gives you like a quick summary of everything that you've done. And I think this isn't the first year, but it's the first year that I've paid attention to it. Actually, it's the first year that I pay attention to it because it's the first year that I've had a gin handicap. So this makes a lot of sense now. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's interesting to look back on how much you played last year and how much you've progressed, hopefully. Um, and I thought it would be fun to just have everyone share their stories about their Gin Rewind because, uh, you know, we played a lot of golf together. We played a lot of golf individually. And, you know, just some fun facts about how you played. Can I, can I just ask real quick before we start? Do you guys think it's Gin or Gin? Like... Like my other related question is, is it GIF or GIF? I always said it's gin. Gin. And then Frank would, Frank would correct me and say it was gin. <laughs> so now I, I say gin. I will send you a YouTube video of some guy but... in the USGA saying gin. <laughs> ah, okay. That's a decent source. All right. Oh, all right. Where, where'd, you, where'd you get gin yeah. from? Is it just because it looks like? Because there's a G. <laughs> <laughs> Gahin. <laughs> oh, okay, that's true. I do kind of like Frank's uh, reasoning better, <laughs> but I guess actually the alcohol okay. gin 
spelled like a G too. Oh. But no H. The H is throwing me off. Yeah. Actually, if anything, the default should be Jin because yeah, it does. Anyways, it's GIF or JIF. It's JIF. It's also JIF. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So then it's JIF and it's potentially Jin. All right. Consistency right there. Yeah. Great, great question, though. Great. So, okay, pulling up my rewind. All right, how I started last year, I started at a 20.8. All right. And I think my goal at the beginning of last year was to get in the teens. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said low teens, but I'll take high teens because it ended at 19.8. <laughs> so down <laughs> one stroke. Uh, I'll take it, man. Progress is slow, but it is what it is. My lowest index was 19.7, which is uh, which means I feel like I shot pretty consistent scores then. Um, my average score was a 96.6. My best score was an 88. I've posted 23 scores and i played on 19 courses which i wonder how many of those i mean i feel like that's a wide variety right because that just means a few courses i played multiple times in that year yeah it's pretty good sounds like you probably played all over the bay area and then we had our, our number of like golf trips and got to play some new ones so that's pretty good variety also like solid that your uh, handicap went down like it's better than it going up. So that's, that's yeah. uh, you know, I agree with that too. I will say though, uh, even though it's not my lowest round, I think there were a few highlight rounds. One is the round that I played with you, Aaron, at that, uh, where they have that tournament? Silverado? Yeah, Silverado. Oh, oh, yeah. That one was fun because. I played a tease in front of Aaron and it's like, oh my God, like this totally makes a difference. And then Aaron and I, we were uh, like playing um, and I felt like, you know, we were landing our ball close to the same spot off our drives. And yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun playing a course like that. Obviously Chambers was really cool. Uh, there were a few rounds where I remember that were really frustrating too, like the round before chambers uh at that during that time where we all had to <laughs> oh, the smoke yeah with the smoke yeah mm. that one was a tough tough round besides the time that that guy said i look like a three handicap that will be a highlight <laughs> of the year um other than that though yeah it, it was fun it was a fun year all said and done pretty good uh, I can go next. Uh, started the year at an 8.4 handicap. Uh, played 30, is that right? Yeah, 35 scores were posted across 29 different courses. Uh, I ended, ended the year at a 6.6 .6 handicap, so dropped it a couple, which I was happy with. And then lowest handicap of the year, uh, I got down to a 6.3. Um, averaged like an 82 which sounds about right for me. So I think that was five more rounds played than the previous year. I think it went from 30 to 35. So I feel like, you, yeah, just playing more really helps, which sounds so simple. But if you just get your rounds up, um, I feel like I've seen a ton of these these gin like recaps on, on Twitter 
this week from like a lot of different golf professionals across the industry. And uh, they're, the amount of courses they're playing is a, insane. I mean, they're all posting like 150 times a year plus. Wow. And then they have these handicaps that are like, you know, scratch golf or whatever. But I mean, if you have that much time to play, not, I mean, it's hard, of course, it's super hard to get there, but that'd be nice playing 150 times. <laughs> I feel like I could get a, get a lot better. Yeah. I think, I mean, that kind of segues into mine, but I think that I have, because I can, because I start work earlier than you guys and finish work earlier. So in the summer, I can actually get 18 in after work on some days. Like, I feel like that kicks my rounds up and just helps me get just better at just, you know, just playing on a course. You hit off different lies. You're practicing your short game. You're getting a feel for everything. And I don't know. It just helps. So, yeah, for me, um, started at 5.7 and ended at a 5.1 so that's where i'm at right now um that was really like i had a hot stretch at the end of the summer where like i said i had been playing a lot i was getting a lot of twilight rounds in um and i also was like more consistent with playing um like tournaments and uh just like more competitive events between that and the amount of golf trips we had, I think I was just like really like grinding and like focusing on my game a lot. And so, yeah, I was, I was like regularly, there was probably like a month where I, I was just always shooting like in the high seventies. Um, so obviously that's not the case anymore right now after I've only played three times in the last three months, but I posted 45 scores. Um, played 34 courses and my best score was a 73 and my average score is 82.8. So definitely like more of a, uh, hot and cold golfer than Zach. Cause I have a higher average score than you. You were at like 82, right? And I'm 82.8, but I have a lower, slightly lower best score but just like lower handicap and i think all the low rounds really like bring me down bring my handicap down but like i could still shoot you know a 90 on a bad day so yeah i feel like people hear that you're a single digit handicap and they just expect you're gonna be amazing all the time and it's just like so not the case because yeah i mean like the majority of the times i'm out there i'm shooting like an 85 I'm shooting mid 80s. And then, like you said, you get hot for a couple weeks, you drop a couple mid to low 70 rounds, and all of a sudden, you're a five handicap. You should be out there. You're basically scratch in some people's eyes. So, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's a bit of a misunderstanding across the golf space about what handicaps actually represent. Yeah, I think the biggest, like, wow part about seeing you guys play is. You guys rarely waste a shot from the sense that, you know, you don't really flub chips or, you know, thin chips anymore over the green. Yeah, you could get out bunker usually in one swing and you don't drive it off into space 
out of bounds like more than once in a round. So that I feel is, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is single digit handicap. You just got to keep the ball in play and then you got to have a pretty darn good short, short game. Like your short game is good, but it's not like you're sticking it two inches away from the hole every time either, right? So yeah, uh, it's like, okay, well, it seems really simple, but in reality, it's still really hard to do. Um, it's hard to really understand, like, even though your shots look average, they're actually incredibly difficult. Definitely. I think part of playing a lot helps you eliminate those, like, like tops and, like, flub chips and stuff like that. I think it just it's just like reps and then eventually slowly, you know, your body kind of gets more coordinated of like exactly where the golf ball is all the time. Like, yeah, I, I mean, even I can remember like two or three years ago when I first, the first round I played with Shibata, um, I, I think I topped like two or three tee shots <laughs> i was like yeah this is a that was a terrible first impression in terms of golf luckily shabbat is chill but i mean <laughs> it it has happened recently for sure yeah yeah but i do look forward to playing more with my 10.5 degree driver and my 43 and a half shaft so still need to whip that thing out man uh we gotta play once uh, the rain subsides But I think that's it, right? Should we wrap it up for this week? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everyone again for listening and we'll be back next week.